Thanks for listening to Great Battles in History. If you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear from you. You can write me, Daryl D., at greatbattleshistory at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at The Great Battles. I hope you enjoy the podcast. My name is Daryl D., and I'm a history professor at Wilfrid Laurier University. In this podcast, I'll be making an in-depth examination of some of the most famous and most important battles in world history, from the Classical period to the Second World War. A history of battles is nothing new. Battles are the oldest subject of history. They are an even older subject of literature, of epic and saga and elegy. My examination of battles will be informed and shaped by a few key ideas. First, battles are among the best windows we have on the actions of individuals in the past. That's because battles are moments when extreme action and emotion break and enter into the historical record. Battles can be an arena for the finest and noblest aspects of human nature. Courage, loyalty, self-sacrifice. More often, though, They are a theater for the worst in human beings, cowardice, cruelty, and above all, the will to violence. For at the heart of battle is the infliction of suffering through violence. Histories of battle have all too often been told from the point of view of commanding generals, ensconced in their headquarters, places of relative calm and safety, their view encompassed the entire battlefield. Their experience of battle was largely abstract and impersonal. They issued orders to anonymous bodies of men, such as legions, divisions, and squadrons, to carry out large-scale maneuvers like counterattacks, envelopments, and retreats. The experience of the soldiers at the sharp end could not have been more different. It was chaotic and irrational, concerned only with immediate surroundings and circumstances, and consumed, above all, with the life-and-death problem of how to inflict violence while at the same time avoiding falling victim to it. This podcast intends to touch upon the experiences of these ordinary soldiers and sailors, of a Roman legionary at Cannae, a nomadic horse archer at Hattin, a Turkish janissary at Lepanto, a grenadier of Napoleon's old guard at Waterloo, a Japanese torpedo bomber pilot at Midway. By carefully analyzing the available historical evidence, combined with judicious use of two of the historian's most indispensable tools, imagination and empathy, I hope to reveal what John Keegan calls the face of battle. Battles are also regarded as events that change the course of history. The most important battles are termed decisive. This idea can be traced back to Edward Creasy's The Fifteen Decisive Battles of the World, which was published in 1851 and became one of the runaway bestsellers of the 19th century. Creasy's book launched an entire genre of history, with such eminent military historians as Basil Littlehart, J.F.C. Fuller, and even the writers of the official American history of the Second World War producing their own takes on decisive battles. A cursory search on Amazon reveals that the decisive battle genre is alive and well and remains as popular as ever. Perhaps the pithiest description of battles as history-changing events was given by Winston Churchill in his hagiography of his ancestor, the Duke of Marlborough, one of the greatest of all British generals. Churchill wrote, 
that great battles won or lost change the entire course of events, create new standards of values, new moods, new atmospheres, in armies and nations to which all must conform. In this podcast, I'll be questioning this idea of battle as history-changing event. As we'll see, a handful of battles do qualify as momentous, epical turning points, but most others, including not a few widely regarded as decisive, changed very little, if anything at all. Finally, there remains a tendency in a lot of military history to focus on strategy and tactics to the exclusion of any wider contexts. Military history also has a powerful streak of technological determinism. According to this view, the winners of battles and wars were those who possessed the most advanced and deadliest weapons. But battles are more than just exercises in pure strategy and tactics, nor are their outcomes determined by which belligerent possessed the better arms. Instead, battles are artifacts, creations of the political, social, economic, and cultural forces of their times. The hope-light phalanx of Thermopylae, perhaps the most famous battle of the ancient wars between the Greeks and the Persians, was not just a formation and a tactic. Rather, it was the product of classical Greek society, politics, and culture. Similarly, the Tiger and Panther tanks, as well as the military doctrine popularly dubbed Blitzkrieg, all of which were employed by the German Wehrmacht at the Battle of Kursk in the summer of 1943, were the products of the ethos and world of Nazism. The greatest contribution that this podcast can make is to use battles to open up history in its widest possible sense. In Great Battles in History, I will be taking a deep and detailed look at battles drawn from 2,500 years of history. My battlefields will be found all over the world, from the rain-soaked plains of Flanders, to the parched hills of the Galilee, to the rolling steppes of Russia, to the trackless waters of the Pacific Ocean. The first battle I will be examining is the Battle of Thermopylae. I hope you will join me.